do you ask yourself when you watch the invincible girls and women in Iran's protests? We'll be highlighting some crucial points you may not have included. Be with us in this podcast to see it from the NCRI Women's Committee perspective. State-backed violence against schoolgirls in Iran is occurring too often. Now that the girls are resisting being forced into taking part in pro-regime ceremonies, they are beaten in school premises, arrested and tortured to death in detention. What's going on? Uh, Well, although it seems to be sheer madness, but this is the true nature of the Iranian regime. In just the past couple of days, parents have rushed to different high schools to save their young daughters' lives. Students of Sadr High School in Tehran experienced an insulting and brutal inspection on the 24th of October. The plan was to take away the girls' mobile phones. One girl fainted after she was beaten by the principal. Two weeks ago in Ardabil, 15-year-old Astra Panohi lost her life due to internal bleeding after plainclothes agents attacked the Shahid High School. She was among the students brutalized for refusing to participate in a pro-regime ceremony. And the NCRI Women's Committee has repeatedly called for international intervention to stop the suppression and killing of children in Iran. It most certainly has and will continue to expose the tragedies committed by the Iranian regime against women and girls, especially during the uprising. Last week, we talked about Nika Shakarami and Sarina Ismailzadeh, both 17 years old. One of them was shot in the head and killed, and the other was hit by batons in the head so much that her skull and her nose were smashed. Now let me tell you about Sarina Saidi, 16, another Kurdish girl from Sarandaj who was hit repeatedly in the head and eventually died in a hospital. We also had the case of Sadaf Muvahedi, also 17 years old, who suffered brain damage and died after being hit on the head by batons. There's also the case of Setare Tajik, 17, and Parisa Askari, who were killed by security forces in Tehran. Arnikara Maram, 17, was brain dead when hospitalized. She'd been detained where security forces dealt blows to her head. Negin Abdul Maliki, 21, was also bludgeoned in the head during a protest. She died due to internal bleeding after returning to her dormitory. Her friends have been warned to keep quiet. And finally, I want to tell you about the eight-year-old Mona Nagi, who was shot in the head while on her way to school by the regime's security forces in Saravan, which is a city in Sistan and Baluchistan province in the southeast Iran. We should also mention the many who shot and injured, and quite a few who were kidnapped. Just recently we saw the horrifying CCTV video of a female professor and a dentist, Fatima Mashhadi Abbas, who was grabbed and forcibly pushed into a car by four plainclothes agents as she was walking in the street. To this day, the NCRI has verified the names of 280 of an estimated 450 persons killed by the state security forces during the uprising. Among them are 37 minors and 27 women. What does this tell us? 
Well, the existence of these many women among the martyrs bespeak of the widespread and extensive participation of women in the struggle to overthrow the regime. After all, the issue of women's freedoms and rights lies at the heart of a democratic struggle and Iranian women's struggle has been long and bloody. Therefore, the young protesting women and girls know better than anyone else that misogyny is ingrained in the ruling religious tyranny. Today's young girls standing up to the regime's monstrous repressive forces have inherited the same pedigree of courage and resilience. The Iranian woman as a historical identity did not emerge yesterday. Her steely character has been forged through 150 years of struggle for democracy in Iran, especially in the past 43 years against the misogynist mullahs. On October 15, a deadly attack was launched on the notorious Evin prison. As I was reading the articles and social media posts, I found that the NCRI said the women's ward was also attacked by tear gas. Can you explain that? Well, we must first imagine being in a prison that's on fire and there's a rainfall of gunshots from outside, but you have no escape. These brave women tried to claim control of the situation by chanting slogans, but were attacked by tear gas. The guards locked the main entrance to suffocate them. If I could also add here, the devastating conditions of female prisoners and mostly the political prisoners held in Gharchak. Yes, definitely. Please uh, bring us up to date on these resilient women imprisoned in Gharchak. I want to tell you that the vast majority of women arrested during the uprising have been transferred to Gharchak prison. I should point out that Gharchak was already overcrowded even before the uprising. Now, one of the detainees in this prison described the situation in a call to her family. She said more than 100 prisoners have been packed into an unventilated building that has no accommodation for so many inmates. There's only three bathrooms and toilets. So the situation is tortuous by itself, with so many women locked up together in such unsanitary conditions. Given the repeated pattern of torture and death of protesters during interrogations, we should be very concerned about the lives of these women held in Karchak prison, also known as Shahrere prison. I'd like to ask you about something that's quite disturbing. Actually, I want to bring up the case of sexual harassment and assaults on female protesters in the streets. Absolutely appalling. Such outrageous acts are inherent to the filthy nature of the Mullah's misogynist regime. The Revolutionary Guard's sexual abuse of female prisoners has a long precedent in the regime and dates back to the 1980s. It was a common practice and a systematic torture to break resistant women. Of course, it didn't work out. Now, the regime has brought such brutality from inside prisons to the open and in the streets to terrorize the public and especially the women who are leading the anti-regime protests. But it seems to me that they are doing this out of absolute weakness. 
You're right. The regime has no other options but blatantly committing such acts of sheer inhuman brutality to quell the protests. With all the major changes in the making, had you expected the protests to go on beyond 40 days? Well, to be honest, no. And I tell you why. Just put yourself in the shoes of one of those protesters. You're not facing regular security forces or police or revolutionary guards in their uniforms. There might be plainclothes agents among you, the fighters. You can be shot by someone just standing close by. Or you're walking in the street and you don't see the police, but plainclothes agents grab and force you into a car and kidnap you. Or imagine you're just passing in a car or standing on your balcony and filming the protests and you're shot in the face, which was the case of Shirin Alizadeh, the mother of a seven-year-old who was shot in the face because she was filming the security forces from inside a passing car. So, you see that these situations are really terrifying, but we see that the brave women and youths in Iran are continuing their struggle despite all these risks. And that's what's amazing and fills you with pride and hope. The regime has played almost all its cards, but our people have nothing to lose but their chains. Obviously, the regime is not going to succeed this time in cracking down on this fearless generation. They're going to fight until the dawn of freedom in Iran. come to the end of this podcast, we hope to have conveyed the Iranian women's message to you. I'd like to conclude by urging you to call for the exclusion of the Iranian regime's representative from the UN Commission on the Status of Women. Such a brutal misogynist regime does not represent the women of Iran and doesn't deserve to be sitting in this commission. We also call for an independent fact-finding mission to visit Iranian prisons and ensure the release of all political prisoners and especially the protesters detained in the ongoing uprising. Thank you for spending your time to listen to this podcast. Our best wishes for happy days. <laughs>